Good morning, friends. I hope you're having a great day so far. We are beginning a new lesson this week, lesson six, and I hope that you'll be blessed. The title is Jesus, the Faithful Priest. It's almost like we're approaching the heart of the lesson, um, which is the priesthood, the priestly ministry of Jesus Christ. When we look at the cover page of our quarter, we actually see a number of insignia of the, of the priest. And you find there is the breastplate, which had the different stones representing the tribes of Israel. You have the incense that is even producing some sweet perfume. And, um, and you also have some other things here, if you just look at the cover, like the crown of thorns and some nails which may have used, been used to, um, to crucify our Savior. It's such a very you know, painful experience. I actually recently learned about the medical experience, how you can understand the crucifixion from a medical point of view, and it was quite eye-opening. You find that the crucifixion of Jesus was so excruciating it made it was a it's a it was a form of capital punishment where a person who um is being crucified would be would be would be crucified because of a capital crime and one of the things that led to Jesus' crucifixion is that the um Jewish leaders accused him of trying to become a king and that was treason in the Roman Empire because Caesar was the only king. But I remember very well that Jesus said, but my kingdom is not of this world. He was not trying to become another Caesar, but he was going to be a heavenly king. Pilate tried to set him free. The mob was just so vehement, wanting him to be crucified. And eventually, sadly, he was crucified. He was placed, on his head was placed a crown of thorns and Nails were driven through his his hands and his feet, and it was a form of cruel punishment in which you would agonize on the cross. You would have challenges to breathe, and it was torture, such great torture. And um, you find that Jesus was losing so much blood, and medically it is supposed that uh, he died of a pericardial effusion and um, that pericardial effusion may have caused a buildup of fluid around his heart and um, eventually that's why um, when a spear was pierced into his side, blood and even water came out because of that pericardial effusion. And um, basically when a pericardial effusion takes place, it's very possible for your heart to fail, heart failure, because your heart is not able to pump blood efficiently around the body. So it was a very stressful and strenuous uh, experience that Jesus went through and 
We really thank him for that. So he moved from the suffering on the cross to become our heavenly high priest. And that is his role that we want to appreciate this week, his role as our faithful high priest. The inside story on the of the previous week is also very nice. I can encourage you to read it. It's titled Finding Peace. A very lovely story about a man called Yin from Laos who was threatened by the witch doctor in his village that he was going to die. He was so frightened that he and his wife went to a nearby Adventist church asking them to pray um, that he might... Okay, he didn't really know what to do, but he asked them that, yes, that the church should pray to their God that he should be saved. And they pointed him to Jesus that he died and he, he was sent by God that we should not perish but have everlasting life. So Yin's life was spared. He was saved and he was so proud of his faith. And even today, he's still a believer. So this is really something great that, um, that happened in Laos. And it's a real story. So these inside stories are so amazing. And I encourage us to, to read them so that we can appreciate how the gospel is transforming lives. Jesus, the faithful high priest. The memory text comes from Hebrews 7 verse 26, which says, For such a high priest was fitting for us, who is holy, harmless, undefiled, separate from sinners, and has become higher than the heavens. We're told that a gulf existed between us and God because of sin. And just like a magnet repels against another magnet when they're placed in opposite um, or the same pose, which, which would be the wrong pose, opposites repel. So once we became um, uh, affected by the sin phenomenon, it meant that our natures and God's nature would not be able to be compatible. We became estranged from God's presence such that when God tried to visit Adam he was running away because he was ashamed he was in sin but even in the garden of Eden God demonstrated that through the killing of a lamb and its death the the, the children of Adam and he himself Adam the entire human race would be reconnected, would be saved from, from death and eternal separation from God. So Jesus Christ comes as that perfect, sinless, undefiled um, son of God who comes to die in our place that we might be saved. And he, he now goes a step further to ascend into the heavenly sanctuary to become our high priest and and really that's a, a part of his ministry that sometimes we we as adventists probably we talk about it a little bit more but in mainstream christianity it seems it's not really delved into as much but it's something that is really essential because his ministry in the holy place in the most holy place assures us of our salvation in a greater way because that's where 
our sins are forgiven and everything is made right between us and God. So his heavenly ministry is so significant too. On Sunday, we are looking at a priest on behalf of human beings. When you read Hebrews 5 verse 1 to 10, we appreciate the role of the priest, and that was to offer sacrifices for sin, to mediate between God and man. This was the role of the priest. They had to be merciful, compassionate, sympathizing with their fellow men. And Jesus Christ comes in to fill this role of priesthood according to the order of Melchizedek. He comes to this earth and he he sacrifices his life, he offers his life as a sacrifice for sin and with his own blood he ascends to the heavenly sanctuary where he fulfills his roles as our priest. And um, he was appointed by God to be our priest and he suffered and he understands our our pain and our suffering. So it's really something important that that Jesus Christ became a human because his suffering enabled him to 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 be our perfect uh, substitute. Uh, his suffering enabled him to become our high priest. So um, I could say it qualified him. His sacrifice qualified him to be our high priest because he he was able now to legally save us because in before that he was not able to really save us without without a contention by 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 the devil that's why when we were looking at the previous lessons when Jesus was trying to resurrect Moses the devil was contending to say this man sinned and therefore he does not deserve to be resurrected but Jesus told him the Lord rebuke you it was because Jesus sacrifice in the future guaranteed Moses a spot in heaven because because he was his sins were atoned for by the future sacrifice of Jesus so it really qualified Jesus to become our high priest because he suffered on our behalf he died in our place and now can can save us and an important thing thing to note is that he learned obedience through what he suffered that obedience is something that he he did because he learned because he was god and he is god and therefore he received homage and obedience from his creatures but this time he had to submit himself to his father in order to save us he was perfected through suffering not that he was morally or ethically improved but it just simply made him um legally um qualified to save us and really just from our point of view it helps us to appreciate him as our high priest more because we know that he has suffered just the way we've suffered. He has felt grief. He has felt the human weaknesses that we feel. And he understands us. 
Even in our trials, Jesus cares. Amen? So, friends, that is the story of our Savior, a priest on behalf of human beings who is our perfect priest, qualified to be our priest because he offered his life and he now becomes our priest who sympathizes with our weaknesses, who understands the sufferings we go through. Indeed, what a great high priest we have, a faithful high priest. And um, one thing that is very nice to appreciate at the end of Sunday is that um, is a verse that comes from Peter, First Peter 2 verse 9, which says that we are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, uh, a peculiar people chosen by God that we should be drawn out of darkness into his marvelous light and that we should show forth the praises of him who's called us, yes, out of darkness into his marvelous light. I'm just paraphrasing it there. So Jesus says that we are a royal priesthood. And what do you think this entails for you and me? What does it mean that we are a royal priesthood? What work of reconciliation, of salvation, do you think we have to, pay, to play? Um, this is something that we could, we could share in the comments below so that we can appreciate what it means to you and to me when Jesus calls us to be a royal priesthood. Otherwise, thank you so much for listening and I pray that you have a blessed week. Let's continue to listen to God's word and to live by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Amen.